welcome back to the American Israelite News Bureau podcast, the Let There Be Light podcast. And uh, today is Thursday, October 6th, the 11th of Tishrei, 5783, which is interesting because it's like, it's now the 11th day of 5783. Right. It's, it's no longer 5782. Oh, I got to reprogram my whole brain. And yesterday was Yom Kippur. We'll get into that in a minute. But yes. I'm one of your co-hosts, Netanel Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co-host. I'm Julia Olson, assistant editor here at the American Israelite. And PhD candidate at right. HUC. <laughs> um, and yesterday was Yom Kippur, and it was a very solemn day. It's a very long day. It's a very um, tiring day. Um, I don't know. I mean, my fast was pretty easy. I just, you know, just went right through it. It was mm-hmm. like, you know... The year before, last year, I couldn't go to services because I was, like, sick. Oh, no. And I think I had COVID. Oh. Uh, possibly, I don't know. I think I had COVID a couple times. Because mm-hmm. um, I would just feel, like, really blah, and, and all this stuff was coming out, and, you know, mm-hmm. my nose and running and all that. And then just, like, a couple, like, after a day or so, it just, like, boom, was, like, gone. Wow. So, I think, you know, after a while, that, that's all those boosters kicked in. Yeah. I think we all probably had COVID anyway. But. Yeah, I'm sure with the fast, too, your immune system is a little compromised. Yes, it was, yeah. So I just relaxed. And so so after not having gone last year, it's been almost like, you know, it was almost two years since, mm-hmm. you know, I went to the services and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was very meaningful. And um, uh, it was just, I don't know, it was a long day, but it was it went pretty quick. I mean, I don't know. It just went really quickly. That's good. So. All right, so on to the news. That's right. So uh, our top story this week is uh, the passing and in remembrance of Susan uh, Zipkin, Susie Zipkin. And uh, it was written by Elise, Molly, Ariel, and Derek Zipkin. All the ch- her children were addis- with, with additions from Rabbi Ezra Goldschmidt Schmidt, uh, and Jared Newman, uh, Susie was Anise Silverman, was 71, and passed away on September 30th. Uh, she's the beloved mother of Elise and Brian Mattis, Molly and Jared Newman, Ariel and Dan Weiss, Derek and Molly Zipkin, and a cherished grandmother of Arthur, Josie, Samuel, Liel, Zev, Lev, Elon, and Jacob, and the caring sister of Nancy Silverman and the late Mark Silverman and the loving daughter of the late Benj, and Lee Silverman. And uh, so she was born in Cleveland in 1951 to Benj and Lee Silverman, and she grew up alongside her siblings, Mark of Blessed Memory and Nancy, um, but considered her aunt Adele to be a second mother and cousin Steve to be a third sibling. She was constantly surrounded by family and friends, and this led laid the groundwork for the kind of natural connector of people that she would become. So uh, it's it's a very uh, moving, yeah, very uh, much very, so, very moving and very well written obituary. Yeah. She had a wonderful life. She did, and um, so uh, may her memory be for a blessing, right. and uh, may her neshama get an aliyah. All right, we want to announce that uh, the medical issue, which was normally scheduled for next week, the thirteenth, is being bumped to the twentieth because I've just been so busy with. Rosh Hashanah and then Yom Kippur mm-hmm. and now Sukkot and I still have I'm still in the process of putting the Sukkah up mm-hmm. and it's been just 
I don't. Just know. ongoing. Well, I don't have any time. Yeah. And then I'm off next, you know, I was off Wednesday. I was off last week, you know, Rosh Hashanah last yeah. week for Monday, Tuesday, then then Wednesday I'm off, then next for Monday, Tuesday mm-hmm. next week, and then the following Monday, Tuesday the following just week. Just going to let it the just, inmates run the asylum here. Yes, that's, that's what right. I've been letting doing. <laughs> uh, I have, and... Uh, you know, so when I'm gone, the, the, mice, the, the, yeah. the, the, the mice do run around and get in trouble <laughs> um, because the cat is away. <laughs> but uh, we definitely want to say that the uh, we are doing the medical issue. It's just going to be bumped till Mar- uh, the 20th. All right. So and then um, the David and Nancy Wolf Holocaust and Manny Center held its annual meeting on Thursday, September 22nd. And you were in attendance. I was. I was. It was a great annual meeting. Um, they had a keynote speaker, uh, Pastor Chris Edmonds. He's the son of Master Sergeant Roddy Edmonds, who was captured and taken to a prisoner of war camp in World War II and is one of the few Americans and the only American soldier to be recognized as the righteous among the nations by Yad Vashem because he saved the life of hundreds of Jews there by not... Oh, wow identifying them, the German commandant of the camp was like, uh, send out your Jewish soldiers, and he brought the entire camp out, Roddy Edmonds did, and he said, we're all Jews, and they wouldn't sacrifice any of their Jewish soldiers to the, and so he was recognized by Yad Vashem, and so this idea was talking about, like, how are you an upstander? How do you do this, uh, you know, how do you make the world better for everybody? Um, so that was really great. And then, of course, they honored um, Sarah L. Weiss, who's right. the CEO and has been for 18 years and is stepping down mm-hmm. now. And um, that was uh, was really moving to see her impact on oh, the yes. center and everything Definitely. they've done. She was responsible for its move to the right to the um, terminal, terminal, Union Terminal. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so they had it was a very it was very lovely. Mm-hmm. And they talked about what they're going to be doing with that 18 million dollar gift that they got back okay. in April. Okay. Um, so they're you know putting in a lot of new programming. It sounds like okay. they've got some really big plans. Um, so that was really exciting. Well, it's well. like a game changer. It's changing yeah, their whole so. outlook and changing the whole dynamics mm-hmm. of what they're doing to a, a whole new uh, reason to be. Yeah. You know, reason raison d'être. Yeah. And David um, Wise said, who will be the interim CEO right. now, is um, he said that it's also inspired other people to give, you know, because it's such okay, an investment okay. in, you know, HHC's, right. you know, permanence in this community. So it's inspired right. other people. So, like, it's almost like it started the snowball effect of more and more giving to HHC. So that's really great. Um, it'll be cool let to me, see what they Let do. me ask you a question. Did they, did, did uh, Pastor Chris Edmonds, who's son of Roddy, mm-hmm. did he ever, did he ever say how many Jews there were in the, in the, uh, that there were the prisoners of war that were American uh, G.I. Joes? I feel like it was several hundred. There were. Mm-hmm. So there were several. How big was that camp? camp? Like a, a thousand or something. Okay. Okay. And several yeah. hundred were Jewish, but yeah. they just, he I were a few, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to name them. I'm not going to tell so you who he they t- are. Yeah. He said, we don't, underneath, like, under this code, we, we don't have to Jewish. give you anything but our name and our rank and that's what we're gonna do okay and he said we're all jews because he would have sent them to the concentration camps yeah that's exactly what they were trying to do yeah and so then eventually i think um that he helped roddy edmund helped lead um a revolt and so instead of engaging in the the camp commandants are trying to get all the prisoners to leave and engage in this death march to another camp obviously as the allies were closing in right and roddy edmunds led a revolt and was like no we're not going to do that and so he ended up they the 
soldiers, American prisoners of war, took over the camp and then oh. were running. Yeah, it was oh, a pretty wow. cool story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. Wow, very interesting. He's some there, you know, there's a book there. Someone oh, yeah. should write a book. I think his I think Chris Edmonds has. He's always written yeah. a book about it. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff with this story. Okay. And and Roddy's code, as you can see in one of the photographs here, is an ordinary life lived well is extraordinary, even heroic. So it's like, you know, you don't have to you don't have to be a superhero. No, one just person live your can life change well. the world. And that was his that was his whole message. So right. it was really lovely. Right. One person can change the world. All right, um, we have a story from JVS Career Services. You wanted, you thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, they, so it says simple changes help non-traditional employees reach their potential, and they talk about having um, a candidate with JVS Careers who um, had maybe some like non-traditional some issues, so a sustained brain injury, right. or it could be an individual on the autism spectrum, people with ADHD, PTSD, anxiety, depression. You know, and JVS is not, you know, just working with traditional employees, right, but they're right. finding work for non-traditional employees, too. So the story was really fun to see, you know, the ways that they're making a positive impact in the community and helping people get jobs. Right. You know, even if you're a non-traditional employee, like, JVS is going to be there for you. So I found this really uplifting. Well, it talks about um, Jordan, mm -hmm. who is a non-traditional employee, mm -hmm. and he now works at Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. And he's showing his shirt, and he's so happy to show it. He's so proud of himself. Yeah. And uh, he's he's helps out there, and he does different things that people, you know, I mean, it also, it's possible he's happy to do jobs that other people wouldn't want to do. Right. They said um, he's done so well that they've moved him to the closing shift, which is what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he could keep the lifeguards at the station longer because he was doing the, you know, grounds management right. that otherwise exactly. lifeguards would have to do. So mm -hmm. it's just a really great story. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Uh, now, this today is the 6th, and yeah. not and next Saturday night, mm -hmm. which is the legacy concert for the uh, Bicentennial, is next Saturday night. Yeah. So mark your calendars. This Saturday would be 7th, 8th, the 9th. Yeah, the, yeah. No, the, the, 8th. the 8th. The 8th, because next Saturday is yeah, the 15th. Is the 15th. Yeah. So uh, next Saturday is mm -hmm. the concert at the uh, Andrew J. Brady Music Center, and that's downtown, I think, yeah. on the Banks. Yep, and I that's, check uh, that out. Yeah. Did you listen to that song yet? Yeah, I okay. still didn't know it. <laughs> I still didn't recognize it, because remember, I'm not from here, so I didn't Well, that's know. not, It's a, that's an, it was a national well, song. Every, it, it was like a top tw top 10 song. I grew up Shut in up the and Canadian dance with me. border of Shut Minnesota. Shut up and dance with me. I don't you've think heard that song. it did not get as far it, to Canada you've heard as that where song. I grew up. <laughs> We're going to play that song. Maybe. We're just going to bring it in and play it. All right. Um, more local news. Wise Center to host Campfire Shabbat dinner this tomorrow night, mm -hmm. Friday, October 6th. So if you have anything to go, go do, go to uh, Wise Temple tomorrow night in uh, conjunction with new Friday night Shabbat program. Yeah. So, is uh, sorry, Isaac Mayer Wise Temple has a long track record of hosting successful Friday night dinners for its congregation, as well as newcomers. Now it is also participating along with Adith Israel Congregation, Northern Hills Synagogue, Rockdale Temple, the Marison JC, and Rockland Academy in a new community program called Friday Night Shabbat. Friday Night Shabbat aims to provide a complete Friday night dinner for families with young children seeking a Jewish connection every Friday night except holidays. These dinners are offered free of charge. Wait, hold on a second. Free of charge. <laughs> let me let me highlight that again. Yeah. Free of charge. Free of charge. 
um, with no strings attached. Although an RSVP is desirable, it is not necessary. Any family with young children, at least one child less than 13 years old, will be welcomed and fed at any Friday night Shabbat affiliated event. It could not be easier to bring Friday night and Shabbat into your family, and you can decide even at the last minute. The participating sponsors hope that this program will serve to build bridges with all parts of the larger Jewish, Cincinnati Jewish community and encourage young families to explore the breadth, breadth of Jewish institutions, establish friendships, and build roots in Cincinnati. A website for Friday Night Shabbat is planned to be operational soon, so stay tuned. That's so great. You know, if you, especially if you have young children, yes. you can't exactly plan too far What in are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh, we can go to a Shabbat dinner. And again, free of charge, no strings attached, and no RSVP is necessary. They will eventually. Once yeah. This is the first one, so it's going to start getting more, you know, involved in depth mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I not think it's yet. cool. I think yeah. it's cool to have that opportunity. All right, so you can go to Friday night Shabbat mm-hmm. dinner, mm-hmm. and then Sunday is the Sukkot, uh, Sukkot uh, Fall Festival and Market, October 9th, from 1 to 4 at Rockhorn Academy. So they're going to have vendors, pumpkins, train rides, food, balloon art, and crafts. Sounds like a good time. Well, some activities will require a small fee. Oh, I'm sure, you know, if you have to, you can't get Or maybe like, yeah, you have something. Yeah. Like uh, to buy a pumpkin and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But I will try and make that. It depends on the sukkah situation with me if I get to go (laughs) to this thing. Uh, I still have several hours to work on the sukkah, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to try and make it. All right. Uh, Rabbi Gershom Avtzvon has a story this week in, a, in his column. And um, he talks about 5783. He talks about Cincinnati and all this kind of stuff and the mm-hmm. differences where he grew up and all the different things that he likes about Cincinnati. He's usually Finley very interesting. Finley Market is like a central gathering place for people and the importance of gathering, especially, you know, during Sukkot, which was one of the hol- pilgrimage holidays where everyone went yeah. You know, to the temple. So he kind of compares the idea of, you know, community is really important. Exactly. All right. So we're going to skip national politics um, because we just, you know, get into, you know, different just things. <laughs> but, uh, um, Orthodox Jewish groups are joining an evangelical Christian mailman Supreme Court case. So what's this all about? This is really interesting. So Groff versus DeJoy is the Supreme Court case. And it's that a, a mailman uh, was did didn't want to work on Sundays because there was the the postal service was um, having them do Amazon deliveries as well. Right. And he, it was just so much work, and he declined working Sunday services, and they disciplined him. I'm sorry, not Sunday services. Sunday like his Sunday shift, working. Yeah. Sunday shift. Yeah. And um, USPS disciplined him for declining that. And so he quit and he sued. And it's gone all the way to the Supreme Court. He's probably going to win. The reason that you have the Orthodox community siding with this is because, yeah, exactly. And also Seventh day Adventists um, who don't work on Saturdays um, and observe the same thing as um, Shabbos. So it's just going to be interesting. What about Chick fil A? You know about Chick Fil A? Oh, they're not open on Sundays. No, because it's it's family day, and they want people to go to church with their family or go to you know services with their family. But they're also um, very strictly that's their religion, and and that's fine. You know, that's as as long as someone's upfront with you about that, Mm -hmm. and this is what I believe, and this is what I want to do. He he's going to win this case. I I would hope so. I think he will win the case for religious freedom, and also just as someone who's interested in workers' rights. 
Uh, on in my part, no, no, that's I, more like a Marxist. See, now we're going to get into more of your but Marxist philosophy. But the thing is, is, though, is that workers should be able to observe a religious ex- right. day. And I, I'm sorry, but I have never needed an Amazon package or mail so pressingly that I would want someone to miss a religious experience for themselves. Like, well, some of the now, okay, so back up, dire. so back up now. And under Amazon Prime, if you like order something that day. Mm-hmm. They will deliver it that day. So that's kind of where that comes in. Right. And he's like, I don't want, you know, yeah. I, I'm taking the day off. I Which mean, I, I like want to, you know, be for religion for and it. family, and yeah. I want to, you know, have some time to, it's, it's, that's, uh, that's his Shabbat, mm-hmm. Shabbat. That's mm-hmm. his Shabbos. And, uh, and we believe in Shabbos. I take the day yeah. off on Friday night. I turn my phone off. I, you know, we turn everything on, you know, it's like it's on and you mm-hmm. leave it on. And then you kind of like, uh, shut down the world the world yeah. shuts down and it's like every week the world shuts down for a day and then you know, 25 hours and it really is very invigorating it's huh? very um it's like it's, it's good for your mental health oh, i'll say I, yeah, that absolutely. definitely that you can just turn everything off mm-hmm. and um a lot of people with like ptsd i would tell them look Start observing Shabbat within a couple of weeks. You'll be like, yeah, I can dig, I can, yeah. I can deal. You know what I mean? I need to like turn the world off mm-hmm. for a little bit and just no one's calling you. No one's, yeah. you are not on your phone. You're you not looking at your iPad. Your you're emails. not looking at yes. news. You're not, yes. you know, emails. You're not wrapped up in all that stuff. You're yeah. just decompressing. Yeah. And I think, you know, Louis DeJoy is the postmaster general. And I just like think, why Are you better than agree? God? Right. Why God took a day to off. God took it one day off. Well, he's so you surely like, you can let a postal carrier take a day off. Well, he's off. probably also, he has to take that position because of what if that then spreads throughout the ranks and everybody wants to take those days, that they would be out of business. I mean, who's, who would, wasn't the post office just about to go out of business like a year probably, ago? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it'll be interesting right, to right. see how this how this case right. plays out. I mean, right. I think you're right. I think he's going to win. Oh, um, sure. It's just He'll interesting win. to see, yeah. you know, the Orthodox and, and evangelical Christian coming together. It's not together. everybody that's doing it. It's just yeah. those people that want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's not every one of them. It's just, yeah. you know, certain people. Yeah. That's all. All right. Um, so last week, actually this week, today's Thursday, mm-hmm. right? So uh, Ian hit, what, about a week ago? Yeah, I think so. About a week ago, and then it went through Florida and um, Carolina. Actually, so. Punta Gorda and Fort Myers. That's all on the uh, the uh, the the Gulf side. Mm-hmm. It just and I it did, they didn't say anything about what happened to Key West, which is one of, you know where, where I go for vacation, and it didn't say anything. It went like about to the left of Key West, mm-hmm. and then it came in and hit Punta Gorda and. Uh, uh, Fort Myers, and it went across the state, and they went out, and then it came back and hit like near Charleston. Yeah, uh, if you know, I've never been to Charleston. Charleston's really cool. No, I've never. It been was there. Charleston was one of the first places that people um, started uh, in living. Oh, cool! Building houses and stuff. Wow. It's really a very cool town. Yeah, well, um, I, you know, it's sad so to see what Ian's done. They yeah, said well, it's like. There hasn't been a storm like that in Florida since, like, the 30s. Right. So the Jewish Federation's North America announced a fund for Hurricane Ian relief effort. And you're talking, that I mean, mil- uh, several million people oh, yeah. were displaced, yeah. and they're going to have to rebuild. And it's you're talking millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars. Well, I have a friend who has property on Sanibel Island. Which oh, that was guy was, like, a just, direct hit. Yeah, and they are one of the few properties that was untouched. Really? Mm-hmm. Was it? 
was it what kind of a pro is it wood or giant house i don't know what it's made i of. wonder what it's made out of <laughs> was it brick i have no idea but it's a huge house and it was like they had like an they had an aerial view of it and it's still standing oh wow yeah yep wow. but i mean the rest of that island is just those houses are not cheap uh, and if you know, you know, I was, I've been down there and uh, you're talking about, well, so a lot of people have like a, they'll live in like Cincinnati or in the Midwest or Detroit or Pittsburgh or New York or whatever. And they'll have like a house down there that they own. That's like their, like their vacation home mm -hmm. or second home. And they're not cheap. No. I mean, uh, they're not cheap and uh, they're, they're like right on the water. They're right. It is a huge, you know, there's a lot of uh, space and, uh, um, very nice. I yeah. mean, it's beautiful there, uh, but now that it's got wiped out, it's going to take some yeah, time to take rebuild it all. Um, but and the Jewish Federation will be there to help, so that's yes, really great. Yeah. And it's probably tied into the Cincinnati, local Cincinnati Jewish Federation mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I would think. All right, uh, this is interesting and interesting. We don't we don't do much politics. We'll do this one. So the Portu a Portuguese court loosens rules for rabbi charged Roman Abramovic Sephardic citizens probe so roman abramovic is a jewish ol russian oligarch right. and he wanted to get out of russia mm -hmm. because of ukraine and the, and, the, and the war and all that kind of stuff he, mm -hmm. so he's like i want to get out of here i'll go to portugal mm -hmm. and they have this thing where you can cut like a, the law of return mm -hmm. well but that didn't work Sephardic. out right that didn't work out but so he, good for but him he, a rabbi helped him like fake papers that indicated that he was of sephardic descent probably because he gave him a nice donation That's exactly yeah, what happened he gave him a donation so now but the rabbi was not allowed to like leave his leave the country and he had some pretty strict rules enforced um so those have been relaxed a little bit um, but yeah, so it's just been very, uh, an interesting case to see. Yeah. So this basically, I don't think said, they'll throw the, the guy greatest out. attack against the Jewish community in Europe in the 21st century, yeah. um, is what this is described as. So no, it doesn't. end. I think they'll probably slap, you know, he's not going to go to jail because of this, but I don't think they'll, he'll ever be able to have credibility with, uh, the authorities there ever again. I mean, they're just going to say, look, you you know, we can't trust you to, you know, if you put in for another, you need to have somebody else do this because we don't have, you don't have any credibility anymore. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Um, the UN Security Council hails uh, Yair Lapid's two-state commitment um, and questions Israeli counterterrorism operations. Um, he was in uh, yeah, uh, Israel, the current Israel prime minister, mm -hmm. which is, it's, the elections are coming up in about a month. Um, Yair Lapid was speaking before the United Nations General Assembly in New York September 22nd, about a, you know, three, four weeks ago. And he said, we want to have a two-state solution. Mm -hmm. And they, I, unequivocally, Israel wants peace. Mm -hmm. They want peace with the Palestinians. They want them to have their own state. You guard your own state. You take care of your own state. You police your own state. Mm -hmm. You do your own, you know. Be your own, do your own thing, mm -hmm. and leave us alone. Right. You know, and, and once you have your act together, then we can start doing some trading, and we can do some business, together. and that's what they want. They mm -hmm. want peace, mm -hmm. because once you have peace, then you can start conducting business. Right. And uh, so we're, everyone's in agreement on that, except for one, peer, one, one party. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think there's some... Um 
problems with military spending on public employee salaries with the okay. Palestinian Authority. Um, so, yeah. Well, they spend more money on martyrs. Yeah, so uh, it's called the know. pay for slay. Right, program. right, right. They, they, you um, know, but they're, they're it's denying like $20,000 to, to go kill people. Right. They, know, and that's just not. And they're saying that's, that's not what it is, but it's, you know, it's. It's sad. It's yeah, just sad. And, and, you know, maybe I keep thinking maybe we're closer and closer to the achieving peace. a stu- two states. Oh, well, you, you're, see, you're, you're, you're always thinking young. about all this utopian stuff. See, you, <laughs> you're still very young. That's true. I and, and believe in all the utopian <laughs> yeah. Marxist philosophy. I just keep thinking which, we nah, must it be just close. never works. It never works. No, <laughs> it just doesn't work. All right. This is weird. I See, I've been yeah. catching glimpses of this story, but I don't know what he's the Mexican cops raid Lev Tahor compound and remove children. Yeah. So Lev there's Tahor Orthodox like, people in in Mexico. Yeah, but it's like a, a very extremist cult. Right. And they were accused of human trafficking, um, and severe sexual offenses. Okay. Um, primarily against children. Mm. And so that's why the children were removed from the compound. Now, plenty of people have been speaking out about the dangers of this. It's all going to start coming so, out, yeah, right? I it's, think you're so. right. They're going to start. Well, so Not what are they saying? What are they saying about, about this? that? Um, it advocates child marriage, inflicts harsh punishment right. for even minor, minor transgressions, and requires women and girls as young as three years old to completely cover up with robes, dubbed the Jewish Taliban, Oy. due to a dress code similar to that imposed by the Islamist group ruling Afghanistan. This sect has been the subject of regular media coverage in Israel, hmm. um, and known for the suffering inflicted on children primarily. So, so my question is, if they're living in Mexico, how do they keep kosher? You know, I, I mean, know. there must they must have to have kosher meat there and yeah, have to I'm have sure kosher food. Yeah. Well, and know. why did they pick this place to go live? Maybe they thought they wouldn't get caught. I mean, yeah, like, why yeah. did the People's Temple choose Guyana, right, in well, South that's America? True. That's true. Good point. Good point. All right, so we'll follow this story. This is just the beginning of this story, I think, coming out. Oh, yeah. You're going to start to see survivor stories. More stuff's going to come out because of that. All right, uh, Brazilian Jews and Arabs hold hummus championship to celebrate coexistence in food. Brazilian Jews, Christians, and Muslims celebrated their peaceful coexistence in Latin America's largest nation with a competition centered on one of the Middle East's signature foods. Is there anything better than a huge spoonful (laughs) of hummus? I love I make a huge batch of a different kind of hummus like every week. (laughs) <laughs> and pretty much just live off of it. I like the photo because like, these people are like, uh, there's food there, so they're yeah. always smiling. Yeah. They're always smiling. Now, they're great. not fighting each other. Yeah. At least they're smiling. They have a nice meal. Yeah. So that's that's a lovely story. All right. And also internationally, as, as Putin's war sputters, anti-Semitism seeps into Russian media landscape. So now he's blaming the Jews. Yeah. For losing the war, and he used to have really strict, like anti, so like rules against speaking um, anti-Semitically. So like someone was in prison for two years for like doing anti-Semitic graffiti. Oh yeah. But he's just done this total one eighty. Um, now that he's losing. Now that he's losing, yeah, and I mean some of the stuff that they're saying is really uh, quite horrendous. Um, well, the guy's you know he, it's after he he rose twenty two years ago. The guy is a dictator. Yeah. Okay, he he's he's a dictator. Yeah. He he doesn't. There are no uh, elections no. that you can go pick some alternative well, candidate. Think about the election or like the vote they just had for those territories to be annexed right, into Russia. Right. right? They said soldiers showed up at your house with a gun and <laughs> watched how you fill out a ballot. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how he's that's stayed really in power. Not freedom is it? No. So you know, it, <laughs> um, but he's really done this one eighty and is now deeply anti-Semitic. I mean, he's. 
accusing Zelensky well, of being a Nazi. Well, he was probably always anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, you don't just become anti-Semitic. Right, exactly. I think he's just letting it show. Yeah. All right. Um, there is a, uh, in Israel News, U.S. deeply concerned by security situation today in Samaria. What is that story all about? So this is, you know, I mean, you're having a lot of um, scuffles in Judea and Samaria. Which is the West Bank. Uh, yes. Okay. So in the West Bank, um, known in Israel as Judea and Samaria, um, but more than 100 Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank and more than 30 in Gaza and 20 Israelis have been killed in terrorist attacks. So it's just, you know, especially as we were just talking about the UN Security Council right. meeting on the, this, yeah, this is yeah. really, they're asking for a de-escalation. Yes. So I think this is just being really brought to the fore because of that Security Council meeting. Um, so, you know, it's there are no shortcuts to Palestinian statehood, um, said Linda Thomas-Greenfield, um, U.S. ambassador to the UN. So um, I think they could yeah. get it done within a couple of weeks if they would just agree to the terms and just say, fine, we want peace, we want to do this, let's just get it done. Right. And once they're ready to do that, I think it will happen rather quickly. And we really, as, starting from the Israeli side, we want peace. Mm-hmm. We want peace in the area. We want peace among those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Very interesting story coming out of Israel about gold coins dating to Muslim conquest of Jerusalem found in northern Israel. 1,400-year-old yep. four, gold coins. So cool. So they are from um, uh, 635 CE. Oh, wow. And it's, it's this idea, you know, and we in archaeology we find these hordes. They're called hordes, coin hordes. And it's usually like someone... Had, took had their them, wealth and right. hid it because there was Under like the mattress. Yeah, because there's like a pro, like they were like, uh oh, like there's an army a marching towards us. We better hide the money. Under the you know? bed. And 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 the sad story is is that obviously he didn't come back. He for didn't it. come back for it. He, he might got killed by the army. Yeah, for sure. So and, then and we no find one else it, knew where it was. We find it years later. Yeah. Um. So, but they're really cool, and you know, coins can tell us so much. Um, historically, about these um, areas, right. you know Who, what's like getting printed, who's printed on the coin. Right, who's printed on the coin? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so those are really fun. So that's a good find. Cool. Very cool. Love to find coins in archaeology. All right. Um, so this week is the last week of the coloring contest entries. Now we've had, I think, like three or four weeks or so far. Mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah, and then like three or four weeks after the twenty second, twenty second, twenty ninth, sixth. Yeah, yes. so three yeah, weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. Okay, sorry. These are the last ones. And some of them are very – and so you really have to look at these because these are blown up. The first weeks, we, we had them – they're a little smaller. so mm-hmm. they're These are blown up, and some of them are really very interesting. I really especially like this one on um, page uh, 16. <laughs> 16. Where you've got – you've got like either it's a cat or a dog. Or that's a wolf. A wolf reaching for the honey. Yeah. Little little pause in the honey pot there. And then Isaac R. Age Isaac 10. R. Age ten. And then you like this one on uh, Asher K. On age ten with uh, the Mona Lisa the Mona with Lisa. the 
head of an apple. I the this, apple apple head. This face is haunting. Um, <laughs> this it's like the you body. Know, picture, she's got a great the body, body and it's like the head like, above the yeah. Picture Mona Lisa's face, but it's on an apple, and this this child has captured that really perfectly. It really, it's it's a well, haunting. The, image. the nose is missing though. That's you need right. a nose. That's you need right. a nose there. You need to put a nose. But on But she's there. got those real sly <laughs> eyes. She does have the sly. So I I appreciate sly that. eyes is right. I appreciate that. All right, so I I I like this one from Joseph S. H. They, <laughs> they must be in the same class. These two, yeah. Arthur, uh, Helping Asher K. and Joseph. And so there's there's like different things. It's on the bottom right of seventeen. And he first he's got like a machine gun up at the top, blowing shooting apples at a target. Yeah. And then in the middle he's got a uh, bob for apples with a honey pool. A honey pool. So yeah. he's he's bobbing for apples like in a in a big vat, and I, that must be mom standing uh, to the left. Right. And he's got his head in the the, th- apple <laughs> the thing, in the apple vat. And then after and he pick, he's going to dip it in the honey and eat it. People swimming in the honey pool, <laughs> which <laughs> texture texture wise is going to be okay. An and then feeling. in the bottom he's got don't worry be. Be it was supposed to, I think don't worry be happy right but he's got don't worry be honey fair mm-hmm. what, <laughs> and what it that. seems he might be standing on a pedestal surrounded by chili peppers <laughs> something like that or some I it's it's a great interpretation of the holiday <laughs> I really love it <laughs> all right well check those out they are now up on the wall at Mark's Bagels mm-hmm. on Kenwood Road. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, a couple of op-eds this week, yep. and then we also have uh, Cedra of the Week is Parsha Hazinu. I believe Moses is now leaving the building. Yeah. He's, he's, li- he's either leaving the building or left the he's building. He's shuffled off this mortal coil, as they say. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is great, talking about the importance of the sukkah, the impermanence of um, right. living in the wilderness. Right, right. Uh, I always think Rabbi Shlomo Vershkin always does such a fine job. He does, he does. All right. Um, then we get to from the pages, page twenty. So each week the American Israelite will print one mile. So we're actually—I should give you the, this is—we're coming to the end of these. Mm-hmm. Um, we will still use these in different ways, but mm-hmm. they're coming to the end of because after the concert, then the following that'll be so the thirteenth and the twentieth, and then the bicentennial uh, stuff will be ending. Yes, a couple of weeks. All right. Yep. So each week. The American Israelite will print one milestone related to the history of the Cincinnati Jewish community over the last 200 years, provided by the Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial Committee. Each milestone weaves Jewish history within the greater context of our community's development and our country at large. In 1990, the Cincinnati Skirball Museum opens in Marison Hall on the historic Clifton campus of Hebrew Union College, JR, after operational... What is that? That's not right. After operating in. Oh, opera- okay, there's an extra G there. So cross that out. There's a little typo. No gin. All right. So and someone was thinking about some gin or vodka. You, you like the long, vodka. I had had a long day. All right. <laughs> After operation operation in other locations on the campus as the Gallery of Arts and Art- Artifacts, the Skirball preserves and interprets a rich collection of of fine art and artifacts that tell the vibrant story of the Cincinnati Jewish community and global Jewish history, religion, and culture throughout through, through thoughtful core and temporary exhibits and engaging public programs for visitors of all faiths. And they're still doing it 30 yeah. years later. Yeah, they're still Curated by Abby yeah. Schwartz. Yes, they are. Yeah. 
All right, so does anything in 150 or 125? I have 125. I've like, got a fun I, one. This so is actually in, an interesting, yeah. In yeah. jottings, we right. have the evidence in the case of Lutgert, the Chicago sausage maker, accused of wife murder, has mm. almost stopped the use of sausage in that city. That is, of course, of sausages that are not kosher. The latter kind are more popular than ever, and it is said that Christians are even more particular to get them than the Jews. Now, this I had to look into. Right, this is interesting. So, Adolf Louis Lutgert, nicknamed the Sausage King of Chicago, was accused of murdering his second wife, Louisa, mm. and dissolving her body in a sausage vat filled mm. with acid. Mm. He was sentenced to life in prison. But rumors spread about the ways in which Lutgert may have disposed of his wife's remains... Causing a drop in sausage sales. That's a fancy way of me saying people thought he ground her up and put her That's in sausage. That's right. Instead of in the well, in he, the it says, acid. Instead of acid. Yeah, they bat, definitely did. Why wouldn't they the just? Rumor could, yeah, mill right, right. Why you would think he would just. Put her in the sausage yeah. and then and, then, and yeah. serve her up to the rest of the community. Exactly. So that's what people were worried about. So, but people knew since he wasn't making kosher sausages, everyone the market would just exploded, and so the kosher they loved sausages his sausage were unaffected until by they the found out about him killing his wife. Yeah, so then then they just started buying kosher sausages, <laughs> even the Christians, because they didn't want to eat you know wife, so wife sausage. <laughs> they didn't want Louisa sausage. So I just thought that was such an interesting story. All right. Anything in 100 years ago or 75? Um, I um, like this one from 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So a booth or sukkah installation by Daniel Friedman, associate professor of architecture at the College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, DAAP, part of UC, an artistic... And, and an artistic interpretation of the Sukkah Festival symbols by Diane Fishbein, ceramic arts, opens on Sunday, October 29th at the Hebrew Union College, AIR, Skirball Museum, the HUC Skirball Museum, Cincinnati Branch, commissioned the structure by Daniel Friedman in conjunction with the 6th International Conference of Built Form and Culture Research, Culture Research sponsored this year by DAAP. The structure collides urban and industrial materials with the imagery of pilgrimage and tabernacle. The three walls are constructed of pop, poplar columns, individual industrial felt, chain link, and common screws, all of which suggest portability. Fishbein builds a great a metal comprised sorry. Fishbein builds a meal comprised of food her grandmother cooked, ceramic archaeological type artifacts and ceremonial symbols associated with the sukkah observance. She places them on the long table and hangs them from the felt panels. Fishbein attracts form from traditional food shapes like cabbage rolls, coffee cakes, and nuts. Silkscreen text and images hang from the rafters of the sukkah in the spirit of prayer flags or banners. October 9th, 1997. That, that sounds cool. really interesting. That sounded like a nice installation. I'd like to see that sukkah, too. Yeah. I don't know, a couple years ago at Hillel, I think it was at Hillel, they used to do different, uh, they'd get DAAP mm-hmm. students that are Jewish to build different sukkahs. Oh, that's cool. And design them up. And some of them were really cool. Yeah. They were d- really, I don't know if they're still doing that. They should continue that. That yeah. was very interesting stuff. All right. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got Jews in the News. Uh, Myla Kunis is, um, it, you have to read this. This is actually, I don't want to give away the story, but, mm-hmm. um, it's a new film coming out where her life is all this settled and she's really, and then something co- just it's like throws a past. wrench in, yeah, yes. from her past, like throws a wrench into the socket yes. and just destroys her past and yes. her present and just, 
it all it's just it's some sometimes you know sometimes like that stuff happens it's really yeah what did you do last summer mm-hmm. I, where was that <laughs> film i know what you movie. did last summer I know what you did. and then there's the sequel which is i still know what you did last summer <laughs> not right. two summers ago uh, eight October eighth, fifteen seventy six. Jews are ousted from Safed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottoman Sultan Murad the Third orders one thousand rich and prosperous Jewish residents of Safed to be moved to the city of Famagustus in Cyprus, in the hope that they will spur economic development on the island. An additional five hundred Jews from Safed are forced to move to Cyprus a year later. The Ottomans commonly use the policy of Sergun expulsion. Transfer groups within the empire for strategic purposes. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Um, October 10, 1961, the bones of Moshe Ness are brought to Israel. Moshe Ness is reburied, reburied in the Kibbutz Kinneret Cemetery beside our other fathers of socialist Zionism. Hess was born in Bonn in 1812, died in Paris in 1875, and was buried in Cologne. He was a friend of Karl Marx. Wait a minute. He's looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) And Frederick Engels and helped them with (laughs) communist theory. We haven't used that since. I uh, love that. Since uh, Pam Sakes was here, and she would, she was, she was uh, would light up every time I hit the harp. (laughs) That's great. Uh, All right. So uh, he was a friend of Karl, friend of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, and helped them with communist theory. Mm -hmm. The rise in European anti-Semitism led him back to Judaism. His Rome and Jerusalem, the last national question, may have inspired Theodore Herzl's The Jewish State. That's fantastic. Interesting. All right. Moving along, we have the uh, uh, dining out. Is Asian paradise, and you want to talk about? Oh, the veggie hot and sour soup. Yeah. It's you know a good. It's, we're starting to get to soup weather. It is almost well, cholent, cholent veg- weather too. Vegetarian option, um, lots of good mushrooms in there, and it's got a little bit of a spicy afterburn. It just sounds really warming and tasty. So I was um, thinking about heading there after today. <laughs> you're, you're actually, like, <laughs> try over the, you take uh, Kemper all the way over. Not that far. All right, we have a new advertiser this week, and it is uh, the uh, Catch a Fire Pizza, which is there's one on Kenwood Road, and one in uh, Oakley, I believe, isn't that and then in one in Lebanon. Tree. Huh? It's in it's in Mad Tree, isn't it? Yeah, there's That's one in Mad yeah. Tree in Oakley. Yeah, 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 and then there's one on Kenwood. I drive by the one in Kenwood Road going to Mark's Hot Bagels. Okay. So uh, we want to welcome them as an advertiser, um, and. Uh, uh, really excellent pizza. Really great food. All right. Uh, so this week, for the uh, kids' page, we have Yom Kippur Maze by Cherry Perry. Yes, she's our new, um, she's supplying us artwork Have you done this one yet? Page. Did you do this I one yet? I have not done it. Okay. I get flustered by mazes because I don't like to draw through lines. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, oh, I, love, I used <laughs> to love mazes when I was a kid. Uh, but you help the little shofar find its way to the center of the synagogue to help end the fast. Uh, so this is great. Um, I'm really excited to be working with her and to be showcasing her art for our kids page. Um, that'll cool. be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. She's really skilled. So we definitely want to mention that um, the kids page, kids who successfully complete the kids page puzzle may send in their finished puzzle, a picture of themselves and their family, and a short bio to be published as a pro puzzle solver in an upcoming issue of the American Israelite. 
and mm-hmm. it gives our address. Yeah, send so, that in. Yeah, send it in. All right. Um, also this week we have a column by Lori Kleiner Eckert called, I Didn't Hear That, Can You Say It Again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she talks about getting hearing aids and dealing with the <laughs> stigma that you might have about getting hearing aids. I, I mean, my father just experienced this, yeah, and he didn't want to get them, and then we, you know, he was slowly convinced. Well, I mean, think about how many conversations he was missing out on, okay. you know, okay. and then, like, his cell phone would ring in the other room, and he couldn't hear it, even though oh, it was really? on stun, you uh, know? It was so on stun, like, yeah, it's it's so like, loud. reach up and slap you? would be like, Dad, <laughs> can you hear that? And then, he, you know, he couldn't. Um, but now he's got hearing aids, and he was like... I can hear the dog's toenails on the floor. And we're like, yes, that's normal human being hearing. Now you have that. Um, so, I mean, but it's great, you know, to end the stigma of having a uh, hearing aid and being able to actually hear your children when they call you. Yes. That's always nice. Yes. So I really appreciated this column. All right, very good. <laughs> All right. Um, in book reviews, uh, Cheryl Pachris, who does an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Tishby's presents a guide to misunderstood Israel in her in her debut book, and uh, it's actually, the book is interesting, and it, the review is interesting, too. Yes, she does a good job really does talking about that. does a very good that. job on that. So check that out on page 25. All right, we get the death notices, and we'll do death notices and obits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jean Lights, knee Unger, age 94, September 21, 2022, 25 Elul, 5782. Uh, Wertheiser Shirley, nay Hamilton Rowan, age 90, September 26, 2022, first of Tishrei, 5783. And Susan Zipkin, the Silverman, age 71, September 30, 2022, 5 Tishrei, 5783. Anne Klein, nay Siegel, age 36, uh, I'm sorry, 96, September 30th, 2022, 5th uh, of Tishrei, 5783. And Lois Goodman, nay Absaloff, Absaloff, age 85, October 2, 2022, 7, Tishrei, 5783. And so we have uh, obits on uh, Shirley Wertheiser um, and Joan Unger and also Susie Zipkin, we already mentioned, is Mm -hmm. on the front page. Mm -hmm. May all their memories be for a blessing. Yes. All right. And then we move on to... uh, some of our people's one of our favorite pages, which is the the Israelite uh, coupon page, and Rhino's kosher soft serve yogurt. Mm. I was thinking about that yesterday during Yom Kippur. Someone said yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Did you was, break your fast with some Rhinos? We had they had uh, uh, like donuts, and uh, so I can I it's too sugary, so mm-hmm. I had like half a donut, and then mm-hmm. they all said. Um, Bananas, but I when I time I got to the bananas, they're all gone. Yeah, I'd rather have something healthy, right. you know, versus versus uh, a donut. Yeah, you want to know bananas are the only food in the world that I don't eat. Really, mm-hmm. I, I eat bananas. Oh, because I loathe them. Why are they sweet and mushy? Be one. Oh well, only be well, one. it depends if they're if they're old, they're mushy. But if they're you know, but if they're never had a good banana, green ones. <laughs> so my doctor, <laughs> who is my uh, cardiology doc, my uh, triglyceride, she said to. I used to have like a bagel in the morning or it's yeah. like a roll or something. And she mm-hmm. says, you need to stop doing that mm-hmm. because that's just raising your sugar. And then once you raise your sugar, then it comes down, Crash. drops around. Yeah. And then you got to go back and get some more sugar. And yep. that just gets you go into this like roller coaster. She said, switch over to like fruit and something that's going to keep you like a, like a slow, mm-hmm. slow taper. And she said, you know, 
have a banana in the morning. So, mm-hmm. oh, they're yeah. so good for you. Yeah, they are. They're very good for you, and it's a slow um, mm-hmm. uh, progression. It's a slow raise of your sugar. It's not a you know this up and down yep. with the sugar. That's yep. that's not have good. That for crash. You. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, this week we also have a March of the Living ad, which is a make good, and uh, so it's actually it's we next year April. Right, it's April 16th through the 30th, 2023. Mm-hmm. And there's information sessions on October 12th at 7 p.m. That's virtual. And our October 27th at 7, and that's at uh, Mayerson. And that's ACC. next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is uh, the first one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, next Wednesday. That's coming up. All right. That finishes up, and now we get to... Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. <laughs> get to our joke of the week all right from the encyclopedia of jewish humor from biblical times to the modern age compiled and edited by henry d spaulding bad oh, sorry, i should say bad joke of the week all right <laughs> milton rose a poor man all his life was struck by a car and killed instantly so his wife collected three thousand dollars to the insurance company we should probably change it to like thirty thousand dollars like you know yeah. inflation yeah uh, collected $30,000 from the insurance company. But Mrs. Rosen was far from comforted. Oi, what terrible luck, she moaned. Ever since we were married, we lived in poverty, and now that we have, have a little something, Milton has to go and die. <laughs> All right. That concludes our show for the day. I hope everybody had an easy fast. And now it's moving on to uh, sukkah. Yeah, I get those. Uh, sukkah, sukkah, sukkah. And then there's like stuff you say, you know, there's like prayers when you open the sukkah and there are prayers when you have the sukkah and sure. you eat in the sukkah and all that. And you sukkah, sukkah, sukkah. <laughs> and some people have portable sukkahs that they bring into your office, put a little sukkah in here and they eat in the sukkah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. There's sukkahs everywhere. You'll still notice them. You drive around Amberley, like, oh, there's a sukkah. There's a sukkah. There's a sukkah. Okay. It's sukkah time of the it's year. It's sukkah time. Yeah. And other parts of the city, too. Anyway. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It's been wonderful. And um, I think next week Pam Geller will be here. All right. So, yeah, you get to take, Won't a, little be bit of a, me. Get to, get to take a little bit of a break All for right. a couple of weeks. Um, so we want to thank everybody. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will talk to you next week.